Welcome to Incrementals Podrick the Podcast. This is episode 21 of our series We're All Mad Here. In today's episode, I, Maor Sadra, interview Amit, CEO and co-founder of Audio, an innovative company that came out with a new way for gaming publishers to monetize their inventory. While Amit and I actually go back 13 years, it's been a while since we spoke and it was awesome catching one founder to another. We spoke about passion for marketing and creating marketing technology. We talked about tiny banners, video ads, and of course, audio ads. Enjoy our interview. We're going to start in a three, two. Hello, Amit. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Yeah, it's so Amit and I actually know each other for how many years that would be? Well, I guess that it has been already 13 years, probably around 2009 is when I guess we first met. Wow. Wow. That's and, and by the way, you look exactly the same. You have your extremely cute dimples when you smile, <laughs> which I, I think is kind of like, a, I don't know, it's a trade. You should trademark that. It, it is. It is sort of a trademark. I, I, I agree. Um, but I have to say that you look exactly the same. I think both of us has you know a bit of hair issue, like for me, probably. But yours is a bit grayish starting to be. But that's, I guess, uh, uh, like... For respect probably having yes, a yes. long time out there yes yes very respectful people uh, but it's <laughs> been it's been it's been a while but um it's it's really good to catch up again uh and uh, amit maybe for the sake of the audience um give a bit of a background who are you what you're doing today how did you get to where you are um we're gonna get to more questions on why you started uh, audio but let's go back sure. on on you cool uh, so about myself, um, so first I would have to say that I'm, I'm, I'm a family man. Uh, so uh, I am a dad and a husband. I have two great kids, two sons, crazy little guys, but I love them. Um, and apart from being a family guy, so in terms of the professional side, I'm coming with a background of almost 15 years uh, within the online advertising space started my way when we met, um, like we said in the beginning. Um, so it was around 13 years ago when I started my way, it was uh, Ads Market, the name of the company, which later turned on to be Matomi. Uh, but this is like where I started really, you know, learning about all those different crazy possibilities within this new area, internet marketing, online marketing, affiliate advertising, don't know how to call it, but it was so intriguing, so interesting that, you know, it took me within a second, like I knew that this is the area that I want to work in. Um, it was so dynamic, so international and exactly what I was looking for. And, you know, when, when we, I don't know, when going to high school or even when we started our, you know, BA, when I started, I had no idea where I want to go, what I want to do. And there was always those standard ways of life, like, you can go work for an ad agency. You can go and work as a lawyer. You can go to be an insurance guy, but nobody was talking about internet marketing, right? And this is where it started. And, and I guess that, you know, I, I, I stayed because I love this area so much. And I think that this really defines me today because 
work is what I love doing. Uh, you know, I have hobbies, but I guess that my biggest hobby is is work and family. That's why I said those both things. Um, yeah. So in a nutshell, I guess that's that pretty much covers who am I. Cool. And by, by the way, I mean, did you study law? No, I did not study law. I I did not study law because I knew that I'm not going to be a lawyer, that I'm not interested in being a lawyer. And I was always more attracted into the marketing side, sales side, advertising side. Those areas really, really interested me since I was little, probably. So even when you know I, I had to choose what I'm going to study, I knew that I'm not going to study law. So I, I, I studied business administration, specialized in marketing. Cool. You know what I'm asking? Because there was a period in Matomi where Matomi only hired people who used to be lawyers. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what, because they understood that, you know, what they're offering is a very good deal to people that were interns and law firms, you know, getting paid almost nothing, working super hard. So for them, like working 24 seven, it's not, it's not an issue, right? Lawyers, they, they understand that it's part of the game. So bringing them into this online world where everything happens 24 seven, you know, made a lot of sense, I guess, for Matomi and, you know, how many, like law interns are out there every year that needs to find their place, you know, in the law firms. So it was it was a very good move, I guess, for them yeah, at the yeah. time. There was, a there was a period in Israel where I think there was just a surplus of lawyers and uh, people couldn't really just, uh, you know, find. And internet marketing, ad tech was growing like crazy in Israel back then. It was like 2005, six, I guess, or later. And yeah, there was jobs. It was the closest thing to high tech without being a developer. Um, and yeah, a lot of companies made that shift. Yeah, and, and it's it's interesting you're saying that it's close to high tech without being a developer because when people ask me like, what industry are you in? So I never say high tech, right? I say it's tech, it's internet. It's not high tech. High tech, I, when I think about high tech, it's more those traditional companies when we grew here in Israel, we knew about like, Amdocs, Converse, um, Checkpoint, for example, they are like standard high-tech companies, but just reminded me of, of that specific we are, point. We are definitely not low-tech, let's say. No, 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 not at all. Not, it's a tech company for sure, but it just feels like, again, you know, and it's a lot of those misconceptions that I think that there are today with many, many definitions that were laid out before this internet age, but not even the internet age, like talking and then now we're trying to find like a PR agency or a marketing agency. So I was speaking to a few and I, I told them like, I don't see you guys as PR agencies or you're more like communication agencies and so on. So on, on that side, I think that um, it, it, yeah, Alad just joined into the room taking photos of me, so I didn't understand what's going on. So I was a bit in shock. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what I'm saying is that I think that there are a lot of new definitions to a whole lot of different things like high tech versus tech, like PR agencies versus communication agencies, but that's probably a different topic. Cool. I mean, there's there's a question I love asking in this uh, podcast for the sake of, I would say, the wider community. What advice would you give anyone coming into this industry, like fresh, like we we were a few minutes ago? Mm, well, that's a, that's a good question. But I guess that, 
you know, first I would have probably told them or her that they made the best decision that they could ever take. But apart from that, I think that, you know, this industry has lots of very good things in terms of the values that you can take with you, whether, you know, internationally and, and you know, improving your language skills, improving your business skills. So I guess that in that sense, and, and this is compared to a lot of my friends that are working, you know, in the local market, again, in those same standard jobs that we know. So I think that the biggest advice probably I, I would tell those guys is that, yeah, it's a good question. I, I, I don't have a good answer for that. Like in terms of a real advice, so I, you know, I remember, I remember when you when you joined Matomi. You were a kid. You still look like a kid to me. But um, uh, what? How would you categorize like your start? What made you? And I remember, by the way, like speaking with my peers, I was kind of like you know mid management. You were a star. Uh, well, it, it, thank you for that. Uh, I I don't know because I was I was fresh, but I guess that. You know, the advice that I could give is probably a more generic one. And if I can relate to, and this is a good point where you've mentioned, because, you know, I was so excited about this opportunity that I knew that I want to make, I want to do everything I can in order to make it, you know, the best chance of my life and to really try to make out of this, my career and my path. I really saw that this is the path I want to, I want to walk in. So I think that, you know, probably again, the best advice is, is just, and, and it's more of a generic, not just entering into our space, but I think that it's just love what you do, right? So I think this is the base for everything. And if, but it's very simple by the way, but also it has a lot of different meanings within it. And I think that if you do love what you do, then it really shows and people around you are able to give you, you know, their insights to learn from your way into the business. But uh, I really think that love what you do is, is the tip I would go with. I think it's a, I think it's an excellent advice. I think it's also kind of like, in a way, what you're saying is that, look, this is not just a job. You don't get trained in university, get into a company and know what you need to do. This is, in a continuous changing environment. Yes. And you need to have some kind of an affinity or a passion to do it if you want to do it. You don't know how your next week will likely look because who knows what other changes happen in this industry. I, I, I really I really agree with you. And I think that again, even at the first day, first week, like since this industry is so dynamic and constantly evolving and changing, that's what made it so interesting for me at least. And and I think that once you do find this point of interest, then obviously you put everything you can into making that work, like I said before. And that's probably the best, you know, way to succeed. Like if you have the vision and the passion for it, there's a good chance you'll do well. Now let's talk about audio. So first, what is audio? What does it do? Um, you know, feel free to give a, kind of like an elevator pitch as well. It's my podcast. You can be as salesy as you want or non-salesy. depends on what. Tell the audience, yeah. what is audio? So so I think that, you know, first of all, um, audio is, is an audio advertising platform. 
specified for the mobile gaming industry. Um, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to basically work on a new ad format. So introducing a new ad format to probably the largest form of entertainment out there today, mobile gaming. Um, definitely the most scalable environment and industry that is out there today. Um, and in terms of our focus, so what we realized when we first started working on this idea is that audio has tons of benefits. And the biggest benefit that it offers is that it is a perfect companion. So audio content, whether podcasting, whether music, is again, the perfect companion for almost every task, every chore that is being done throughout the day. And also helps you to do, you know, multitasking. So you can listen to one thing and then work on another thing. So we thought that this great advantage or great benefit could be applied into mobile gaming as well, because why would you have to pause your game for an ad break or a 30 second ad break when you can have the same experience listening to the ad running in the background while you keep on playing the game? So we understood that you know, there is a need for a new ad format within the mobile gaming space. We've seen the rise of casual, hyper-casual games, ad-supported games mainly, and we've seen the aggressiveness and intrusiveness of those games and the full screen ads that they've been working with. So we understood that there is an interesting area here to create a new ad format that first has the ability to allow the gamer to have an uninterrupted gameplay experience. Second, to provide the game developer with the ability to generate incremental ad revenue, utilizing new real estate within the in-game moments rather than in between the level moments. And then lastly, also in terms of the advertisers. So you know, who advertisers within audio advertising? Mostly brands, Fortune 500 brands today. And those brands are trying like, you know, since I started working in the business, I've been hearing that this is the year of the brands. Brands are now trying to enter and penetrate into mobile gaming. They will rule it. But then eventually when you look at it, their share of voice is very, very small compared to the pure performance players over there. And that is because they're unable to compete with you know that same CPI levels that a performance advertiser would usually be able to pay. And going back to audio, so we realized that this could be the best entry point for those brands to really start compete and participate within the mobile gaming side. And this is due to the fact that those brands up until now, we're locked into those audio first environments, those podcasts, those music streaming, smart speakers area. And now suddenly using our solution, we're allowing those brands to finally reach those gamers, this audience that they've been trying to reach using a whole new ad format that first is less intrusive but and is audio based. But in terms of our solution, we are utilizing both the audio, but also a visual element on the screen. So again, going back to what we've seen on Spotify, what we've seen on other audio first environments is that they always have a companion banner 
But the thing is that nobody really looks at those companion banners since when I listen to Spotify, I guess when you as well, if your phone are either in, in your pocket, sits on the table somewhere, you're not really looking at the screen at that time. So then the banners won't create any engagement eventually. But in our situation, when the user is so engaged into the game, playing the game right now, listening to this audio message coming in the background in terms of a top of mind messaging, subconscious messaging, so we also um, insert the visual element either in the form of a footer banner or an upper banner, upper banner, or we have our own proprietary icon-sized ad unit that we're using as well. So by that, we're giving those advertisers first the ability to engage, meaning they can reach out to users, get them to engage, get them to land on a landing page, get them to be directed into a specific store or a specific page, and suddenly also starts, start to measure the actual performance of those campaigns. So it was a long, uh, uh, probably, answer on what is Odeo, uh, but that's pretty much uh, what we're doing and, and when, why when we're here. Guys, when did you start the company? We started the company in January 21. Um, so okay, we actually- Really fresh. So we are we are quite fresh. We like we started messing with the idea a few months before it was COVID. What, was the, was there other ideas? Like was there an alternative? No, no. Okay. There, there was and no alternative. This how, was the idea. How many co-founders? So we're two co-founders: uh, myself and Elad uh, Elad Stern, uh, my COO and, and co-founder, uh, whom I uh, uh, met while working at Iron Source. So we've been working uh, at Iron Source for about eight years. Um, this is where I met him, um, and we've been good friends. So, and so what, what what drove you to audio? So I, I I decided to leave Iron Source at the end of 2019, and I decided to leave in order to try and and pursue my own route. I always knew I wanna I wanted to find my own way and to start my own business. And I knew that when I left Iron Source, this is why I'm leaving Iron Source because honestly, you know, I had a great time, a great time over there. I really loved the team, uh, the DNA of the company, the business, but I really decided that it's time for me to move on. And I wanted to see other worlds or other industries. And I realized that, you know, I was so familiar with all the existing ad formats like video and native and display and search and all the others, but I had zero understanding about audio. And I knew that audio is now this upcoming star. And I really wanted to get into this world. So I had an opportunity to start working for a voice tech startup here in Israel, um, which developed a very interesting technology that knows to convert speech to text. So they're pretty much doing the opposite of all those uh, text-to-speech companies today out there. Um, and while working there, I was really you know, researching the audio space and trying to understand what's happening within the advertising monetization space. And I've seen that you know, it was so, so premature compared to you know, what we know from the other industries, like I mentioned before, again, video specifically, but also display and the others, whether it's in the terms of measurement, performance, you know, a lot of podcast listening is being done offline, and then it's hard to understand whether an ad was really played, not to mention about performance. So how do you measure performance if you have no banners, or if you have no way to, to close the attribution? So I was like, 
how is that possible that nobody really cracked those areas? And I looked at, you know, podcasts, I looked at music streaming, it seemed like those industries were very saturated in terms of, you know, different solutions owned by very large enterprises in those ways, in those areas. So I just went back to basics for me, like, you know, I, I knew that audio is a thing I want to focus on. And I tried researching where's the best fit for that. And then during my researches, I, I just, you know, I, I reached out to a few casual game developers uh, who were doing a lot of word games, puzzle games, which those games tend to have higher age demographics as users. And I've seen that those games weren't that aggressive, you know, using video ads or other any kind of form of ads. And, and I reached out to them and I spoke to them to understand what's happening. And they said, listen, when we're so aggressive with those video ads, our users are churning, you know, in a second, they're just churning out and moving to our competitors. So, you know, if you could bring us an alternative monetization solution that, you know, could keep the users in playtime while still we can monetize, maybe that's a good thing. And then, you know, it was like a eureka moment for me, understanding that you don't have to look at podcasts. You don't have to look at music streaming. Why not stitch audio advertising into mobile gaming? And this was the moment that, you know, I understood that we were going to work on audio. Uh, back then it wasn't called audio, it was a different name. But uh, we started working on the idea uh, around the uh, first, second closure here, like the uh, second uh, lockdown, sorry, of COVID in Israel. So it was around, let's say, two years ago, June 2020. It took us some time to understand what kind of direction we want to work on to try and build some kind of a POC that we started with. Uh, but we officially founded the company January 21st and officially went live uh, with our design partner uh, also on, on January 21st. Cool. Uh, by the way, I, I can very much relate also to the research stage, speaking with the market, having an initial idea and then having this epiphany moment when suddenly you understand that, oh, wait, there is an even better thing I can do. Okay. Now, let me ask you, what is the vision for audio? So... That's a great question. And, you know, our, our vision is to be the audio advertising expert for the mobile gaming side. And when I say audio advertising expert, I don't just mean uh, monetization layer, but more than that. So, you know, we're looking into other areas of where we can find the benefits of audio advertising to fit within mobile gaming, whether it's related to those buzzwords that everybody are talking about, Web3, Metaverse, Roblox, try to find how you work on NFTs. So we have developments that are, we're working on in those areas as well. But I guess that our main target and main vision is to provide game developers with the best set of tools related to audio that we can provide to them. And whether we're talking about monetization, about user acquisition, about in our purchases. So we have POCs planned out and ready for almost every kind of topic within the mobile gaming side, uh, because we understand that there's a very, very large appetite for new solutions within that space. And if we can find, you know, those areas in which our solution provides incrementality first to the game developers and also the value to our advertisers. So I think that we will be able to, to fulfill our vision really soon um, because right now the monetization layer that has been built 
as working on full production and you know onboarding more and more clients from the gaming side but we are seeing very strong interest also you know on testing user acquisition channels with us whether it's from large and very large mobile game studios that as you know they have large budgets, large targets in terms of user acquisition. And, and usually, you know, they're pretty maxed all of their existing channels. So they're always looking for new and innovative channels in that sense, but also enter purchases, like I mentioned before. So, you know, you could always try and use an audible message, an in-game audible message to create a sense of urgency for some kind of a promo sale that you're doing for, I don't know, these credits, these coins, these swords, or whatever. So there are a lot of possibilities. And I think that for us, uh, what we really want to, uh, where we really want to find ourselves uh, moving forward is again, positioning ourselves as, as the experts of this field. And I, I guess maybe, maybe in a way you answer this question. So I guess for audio, the death of the ID, essentially the death of the IDFA is sending more advertisers to look for new mediums, new ways. Yeah, you think that's so, a driver to the momentum as well. So I, I would say it's 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 one factor that is a driver for the momentum. I think that again, during COVID, a lot of companies that weren't investing, you know, in digital or opening new channels for digital advertising realized that they have to do so. So we have seen lots of new budgets coming in also to digital audio, but in terms of the um, IDFA or the uh, deprecation, how did I call it? Like the yes, yes, IDFA deprecation. So. <laughs> Privacy so, apocalypse as Eric yeah. Supert named it. So, so for us, you know, since most of the advertisers are brands and obviously they do have good usage of the user ID, the device ID. So it is a factor that is, you know, getting them to put in more budgets, but at the end of the day, they also want to get you know, value. So they also want to understand who is this user and are we able to target this user and then find him through another channel. So I would say that in some ways we've seen that we're able to get more budgets and higher budgets into our specific inventory today, but it's not, let's say a hundred percent kind of um, equation, I would say. Like it has also probably a lot of concerns that are being, you know, uh, um, asked by the advertisers on whether they can get those IDFAs, whether they can get those user IDs. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure it's it's completely giving us, you know, the boost, but it, it is in a way. Okay, cool. I'm going to jump into a lightning round. Okay. Um, I'm just going to throw at you random things to see what your view is on them. Ready? Yep. Tiny 350 banners. Tiny 350 banners. Oh, um, well, it's probably something that should have gone from, from the role. I don't know. Well, I, I would assume you think so. Um, yeah. Video ads. Video ads are probably the best thing that happened to the mobile gaming space uh, throughout the ten year, the last 10 years, uh, but they have probably misused it and made it very aggressive. And thanks to them, it's you know a great opportunity for us to come and, and provide our solution. 
Cool. By the way, uh, kind of like off topic, but related, do you have any stats on like um, how users react to audio ads versus disruptive video ads? So there have been a few researches that, that were made uh, in the past few years, but nothing that specific that, you know, really tested audio versus video. What we did in the beginning of the way was when we just, you know, started playing with the idea of uh, adding in-game audio advertising into a mobile game space. Um, we took our own Unity-based game. We just stitched on, you know, ads. We took MP4, stripped them to MP3, added like banners over there. We just played with the experience. Like, you know, like we know from other companies, like we've done it a million times before. And one of the things that we wanted to test was once we understood that the concept works, we're able to play audio within a gaming environment without crashing the game, without creating any errors within the game. So the next phase was to try and understand if users really understand the value of that. And what we've done was a very simple test of rewarded video versus rewarded audio. And rewarded audio is a pure takeoff on rewarded video, obviously, with one clear benefit or one clear change, which gives the users the ability to instantly redeem their reward and going back into the game rather than having to wait out for 30 seconds. So we gave our users, and we, we did very, let's say, large-scale user acquisition, but in third-tier countries. So we brought in users from India, from Philippines, and, and a lot of different geos. And we gave them the choice of choosing between a rewarded video button and a rewarded audio button. And I can tell you that in the first few days, nobody even clicked on rewarded audio. Like they had no idea what it does, and nobody really cared because all they wanted is to get their revive, their new coins, whatever. And then I don't know what happened, but I think we, we changed the colors a bit, like, and we played with it to make it a bit more prominent in the screen. And then once users started clicking on it, we've seen like opt-in rates going extremely high. And we knew at that moment that users understand that benefit and the value. So we don't have any real research to support it yet, but this is what we've done in the beginning of the way, just to understand that there is real appetite and that users do understand the value of, of audio versus video in that sense. Yeah, you, you are pioneers. Again, what you guys are doing is, is quite unique. It's not, a, it's not the same as, I don't know, like ads within podcasts or whatever. This is a quite unique experience. And like, so I get the research uh, point. Let me ask you another uh, lightning round question. Ads on audiobook. Ads on audiobooks. Well, again, while I was while I was researching, I was trying to understand where are the opportunities. And when you look at a podcast, so a 30-minute podcast, how many ad insertion opportunities do you have over there? I guess probably three, four at the maximum for a 30-minute podcast. And then let's look at an audiobook. I don't know what's the average length of an audiobook, but let's say it's about an hour long that you can listen to. And then I'm guessing that, you know, in terms of the opportunities of like scale and ad insertion opportunities, those industries aren't really interesting in terms of, you know, audio advertising in real scale. 
rather than if you're the content owner and you have the ability to create those audiobooks and then monetize it. But I would say that for us, it's not really a focus and we don't feel that this is something that, you know, would get any larger scale moving forward. Sure. Oh, I, I would completely get it, by the way. I think that, uh, again, if I, let's say, paid for an audiobook or had an opportunity to listen to it for free but get interrupted, I wouldn't do it. But the gaming experience and also the example you, you mentioned earlier about your own Unity game and, you know, offer users the option of video mm -hmm. and audio, I think I would personally also go for audio. Yeah, well... I think that, you know, if I would ask you 10 years ago, if you would opt in for a video ad for coins, you would probably say that it's never going to happen. And then we saw it like storming the space yeah. and then audio makes a lot more sense, like you're saying. So we're, we're confident that, you know, this model would go forward and, and would be adopted at standard model. And by the way, we have no, in, you know, intentions of exchanging or replacing video ads. We have the utmost respect for video advertising. And we think that rewarded video is the holy grail of the space. Uh, but we feel that audio could be a very good complementary solution for those developers to better balance their mix and be able to resonate better with their users as well. Cool. Now, Amit, uh, what's a random fact about you? Random fact is that I'm a big fan of Apoel Tel Aviv here in Israel. And I would say that it's probably... The less interesting fact I can say, uh, since um, throughout the last years, I've, since I, I became a dad, I can't really focus more on other stuff rather than work and, and sports. But I would say that uh, this is the one thing I'm missing the most throughout the last few years is getting back my sports love, like getting back into the stadium, getting back as a fan. Um, so that's probably a random fact you don't know about me. And uh, I mean, if people want to uh, reach out to you, follow you, where they can do that, where can they do that? Uh, obviously, LinkedIn is the best way probably to follow, connect, uh, get in touch. Um, you can reach me through my email. It's amit at audio.io. Um, but LinkedIn is probably the best way. Cool. And are you guys hiring right now? So we are hiring. Uh, we are hiring. We are growing the team. Um, we are already 25 people. We have three people joining us already next month. We have probably about 10 to 12 open positions right now. Uh, looking to hire first and foremost on the marketing side, I would say. Uh, so we're, we're anxiously looking for someone to help us and lead the marketing side here at Odeo. Uh, apart from that, we're looking for good product guys. We're looking for um, salespeople to join, obviously, for both sides, demand and supply, uh, cam managers as well. So right now we are building, you know, the first infrastructure of the team, but we have good plans for, you know, expanding moving forward in terms of our uh, growth. Cool. So, Amit, uh, first of all, good luck uh, on the growth side. And thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure seeing you again. Um, and have a lovely Same rest here. of the day. Thank you so much, Mar, for inviting me. Um, it's a pleasure. And like I told you when we talked about it, I think it's a great initiative. initiative. So kudos for that. And uh, looking forward to the next time. All right, man. Thank you.